0: welcome back to the Punk till i die podcast. I'm of course Tom and Neil is out there somewhere. Neil, where are you?
1: I am
2: in Evanston, Illinois, Tom, as you know. Yes. Are you? Yes. Welcome uh, welcome everybody to the Saturday morning episode yes. of the Punk Special Till I Die edition. podcast. Yes. Special yes. edition. Yes. exactly because we have a guest today, don't
0: we, Tom? We do and we're going to have to be on our best behavior because I think it's been actually been quite a while since we've had a woman on the show. <laughs> so be be on your, be, 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 be behaved, Neil. So um We've been talking, Neil and I have been talking about looking at some summer festivals, and I thought it would be fun if we talked to some people who are directly involved with some of the summer punk festivals. And so, Terry, do you remember meeting in Las Vegas? I'm Because I, I actually do remember really briefly, and that's how we came to have contact with one another. Do, do you remember that situation?
3: So I remember we were on the escalator. That's um, right, we are on the escalator. Down. Um, we were just talking, and I don't, I, I want to say Cheeto from the Queers was Going down with us. Um, I do remember your wife, yep. and then I was just kind of talking about it. And I just, I believe I gave you guys some stickers as well. Okay. And you telling me that you know you're from the area, the East Coast, anyways. And I'm like, oh yep. yeah, I'm from Canada, you know. And I put on this festival. Here's some stickers. Wow. And yeah, I think you know I kind of do remember some of it. Um, I I don't drink, so I kind of tend to remember. For the most part my weekends i know it's pretty early in the morning because i was like oh man like i'm not a good stay up late person so i was like you know already like oh my god i'm was this my prime (laughs) was
2: this was it was this the elevator in the hotel to the the pool party and stuff okay so it was was well
0: it was the main one neil that went down the main lobby you stayed in a different part of the hotel oh that's right i did i
2: was in a completely different part of the hotel than you yeah
0: But it was, it was funny. Well, the two things I remember, because I remember that, that her, the festival that we're going to talk about here in a minute was on my radar because blank 77 headlined last year, a favorite of mine that I've never seen. And, um, the other thing was both of our spouses weren't really into the music end of it.
3: That's right. (laughs) Like
0: my, my wife came with me. And if you remember, Neil, she sat by the pool and we got together and had dinner and some stuff, you know, with the, with Mm -hmm. the, with the punk rock too. But, but yeah. And her, I believe your husband stayed home with your kids
3: or something. Yeah. Right. He wasn't there. He, yeah, he doesn't come. Um, you know, uh, it's been, we've been together for so long now 17 years. And a big part of that has been like, he just doesn't connect to that side. And, you know, I don't want to bring him and then have him be miserable and just not enjoy it. Um, we've talked about because he does play poker a lot. So it's like, you know, uh, you can like, go and play poker and we'll just meet up after. But, you know, he'd rather stay home, make sure the girls are safe and have commitments and it allows me to go. So it's pretty cool that I do my thing, um, come home after, you know, but I absolutely love Vegas. I, yeah, I'm a really bit sad that it came back to next year's May because May for me as a mom of two very young kids um, makes it really hard because all of their commitments, but yeah, I'll try to make it work.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. Eighth- I I was going to say, I, I like the fall. The fall one a lot. Well, I, was, I had a graduate this year, so there was no way I was going to go. So I'm like, oh, maybe they'll do it in the fall again. Maybe they'll do it in the fall again. But yeah, I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah, it was actually it was actually my first time in Vegas. Uh, yeah, it was mine too. Yeah, it was nice though. I I, I really enjoyed it. I, well, I enjoyed where we were in Vegas. Was that the old part or whatever? Was, yeah, that's yeah. like the downtown. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah the old- I didn't enjoy the strip so much, but uh, I did enjoy the old part.
3: Yeah, that freaked me out. Um, I actually, for some of it, actually had to wear my earplugs just because I wasn't. It was kind of like that over stimulation and I was like, I'm from Canada, so we don't have anything like that here.
0: There's um, nothing stimu- There's nothing stimulating in Canada.
3: Yeah, <laughs> of really. trees, rocks, bushes, but yeah, that yeah. was like kind of like that first day. I just remember it was just almost too much for me. It was completely overwhelming and I'm like, how am I supposed to spend four more days here? And Day by day, it got easier. Um, by the end of it, I absolutely loved it. But yeah, it took it took a bit to build up to it. I want to say.
0: Well, you you said you're not a drinker, but I can definitely testify, and I'm sure Neil can too, that that helps.
3: <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> how much easier it makes it.
0: So, so Terry, the first question I have for you: you're 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 Canadian. I mean, you I, I can tell by your voice. You're it's not like you're somebody who grew up in Pennsylvania who no. re- relocated to Canada. How did you end up hooking up with these people putting on this festival in Pennsylvania?
3: So um, it all started with camp... Um, well, I kind of have started a bit to the beginning. So Punk and Drublik I went to in Ohio. Um, oh, I went we, to that
0: too. And I met yeah. a bunch of people from Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh, dear. I think we're going to have a, a similar story <laughs> here. But anyway, go ahead.
3: Um, so I connected with a lot of people. Um, I really enjoyed it. And the problem with Canada is that our cities really far apart from each other. So whenever a traveling band does come through, um, they usually try to hit, uh, throughout the week, um, which mm-hmm. is really hard. Cause I'm about three hours away from Toronto, another three hours away from Detroit, about two hours away from London. So for me to hit a show is very hard or the other part of that, it's incredibly expensive. So when it comes to shows like fast, like punk and Drublic, um, camp anarchy, it's easier for me to go to because then I can dedicate three, four days at a time. Um, Spend a bit more money, but then I get to really immerse myself in all my favorite bands. Um, so I went to both Punk and like and then I went to Camp Anarchy. And during that time, I became the admin of some Facebook group called Punk's Pitching Tents. And Punk's Pitching Tents was just essentially what it was people going to Camp Anarchy, either new people going or people that already went. Um, we went, we were fast friends, you know, because you've been talking to each other for over a year, it, that connection really amplifies when you're in that type of situation made a bunch of new friends and then we're just kind of waiting for the next one and my partner that's kind of where i met her um a friend of ours had won backstage passes for that whole weekend for camp anarchy
0: so which which one was that terry was that the one where NoFX had to back out and
3: so punk and job was the one the where, where NoFX went. did have to back out okay and that was the one i the went Sunday to when they okay. came back so i went to both Um, But the second one, when no effects came back, I wound up having backstage passes and my friend Laura, because we had the same mutual friend, that's how she got hers. And we just wound up being like, you know, hanging out all weekend because we were able to go on backstage together. We're able to go meet Pennywise. We're able to go on stage for Brohim. It was so cool to, you know, be able to share that with someone and another amazing punk rock chicks. So um, after that, we're kind of waiting for the next one, waiting for the next Camp Anarchy. And it was like, crickets and Laura and I we were kind of talking throughout it and we're like man it'd be cool if we could get our friends together nothing crazy we had a third partner at the time um well before so Laura and I kind of brought in a third partner and that partner was from Pennsylvania and she's like you know I do a big family party in my backyard why don't we just do it here so we're like great you know like we have a yard I'm sure we can find one or two bands we'll kind of just throw our friends inside a group chat and that's what we did And, you know, with the sole intention of us just being about 20, 30 people. um, But then people started asking about tickets and people that we didn't invite on this group chat started hitting us up saying, hey, I want to play this. I want to be a part of this. I think this is so cool. You know, like I want to be part of your party. So we kind of just reevaluated what this could be. Um, We found the property. We kind of expanded, started selling tickets for it. um, But then COVID hit. And that was our first year. Um, Our first year actually got canceled because um, we just couldn't do it. Everything was shut down. And then the the gentleman from the property, the first property then passed away. Um, Not COVID related. He unfortunately just passed away from something else. Um, So... In a way, you know, and then our partner decided that uh, she was going to go and do a record label. So she left Laura and I. Laura and I were kind of just like, hey, we still sold tickets. We still have bands that want to play. What do we do with this? And the answer was really clear. It was for us to keep going. So Camp, Anor- or Camp Pennsylvania 1 happened in Artemis, PA. We found this beautiful farm property. Um, we really enjoyed it, but it just wasn't right for us.
0: So that was um, 2020, that was 2021 that finally happened?
3: Yeah. So we had our first one, 2021. We wanted to push the envelope. So we got Voodoo Glow We got the Queers. You know, we really wanted to bring Yeah, something. it had a
0: really, a really impressive Susie Moon, right? I mean, you had a great lineup.
3: Yeah, Tiger Sex was also on there. We had, you know, what we thought was a really impressive lineup. Um, but the property, unfortunately for us, did not work. It was kind of in a valley, um, no cell phone signals. It was cool that we were able to unplug. But when yeah. a big part of your festival counts on the social media aspect of it, um, we definitely got questioned after as to if this thing even ever happened. Now we're <laughs> able to prove that, yes, it did.
0: If it's not on Facebook, did it actually ever happen? Exactly. The like, right? like so, falls in the wilderness, right?
3: Yeah. And, you know, we took some shit for that. So the following year we said, you know, we got to find something that's closer. And it kind of cost us some people too because people didn't want to make a track to four hours into nowhere um it was kind of we needed to find something that was closer to an active scene that was closer for people to well i'll tell
0: you I'll, to- tell you I'll tell you what let's let's uh so let's play a song before we get into yeah. what you're doing what you're doing this year so you picked out some songs and i, I think did. they're all they're all artists that are playing this year right
3: they are yes
0: so the first one i'm just going to go in order of, of the way you sent them to me Unless you want to do them in a different order. It's totally up to you, honestly. that's
3: oh, fine. Go ahead.
0: So, Dissidente, tell me about this band. I'm not really familiar with them.
3: Uh, I They were such a surprise band for me. These guys are out of Pittsburgh. Um, they're ska, ska core. Um, if you can really think of uh, Suicide Machines. Um, yeah, they play
0: fast. I, 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 I'm not really familiar with them, but I listened to them a little bit when you sent that song over. So.
3: Yeah, and... Some songs I wouldn't even put in the ska stratosphere. I really um, – they're uh, split members, so not all members live in the U.S. They do have a member that lives in Russia, I believe. Wow. Um, so you actually look up the name, it's Dissidente slash and then something in Russian. I think yeah, I
0: saw, I saw that. Yes, I didn't Anyone uh, dare try to pronounce it.
3: No, um, I have no idea. Um, but, man, do these guys – they get it. Like it's so well polished. The writing of this song is absolutely fantastic. I highly suggest that if you have a chance to read through these lyrics, because my God, I haven't seen something so well done. It was like almost, it was not even a question when we saw them put in through their applications. We're like, we have to snag these guys. Cause they're amazing. And I've been trying to push this record out. Cause the whole record just came out. I want to say early, maybe late last year, early this year. And it's blown me away. It's been probably one of my top five albums of the last, I want to say five years. Wow. Oh. How yeah. how
2: how on earth is a guy from Russia getting a, getting a passport or whatever to come here right now?
3: Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I do hope they make it. Uh, so far they haven't given us any indication that they weren't. Um, I know that I believe he's going to Spain for a little bit. So, um, as far as I know, he's coming to uh, America in September. I do think he has dual citizenship, so uh, that okay, gotcha. might uh. make it a bit easier. Um, but, yeah, these guys are fantastic. I do deal with Chris, um, and he's such a sweetheart. So, yeah, I really recommend um, not only listening to the song, but that whole album, uh, which is War on Two Fronts.
0: Them, they're a ska band. There's probably like 19 guys in the band. Are they really gonna <laughs> really gonna notice if one, one guy's not there?
3: <laughs> well, these guys are actually because they're ska core. They, I believe, they're only four. So they're oh, really? smaller. Yeah, and what a traditional ska band would be, but you that whole ska core, metal core, ska, they really go through all of it. Um, there's a couple songs on there you would think were propaganda songs, and wow. yeah, especially in the writing. Huh. All
2: right. So what is this song called?
3: Uh, this song's called Corvid.
2: Corvid. Okay. Not oh. related to COVID.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <The bird. laughs>
2: All right. Well, let's give it a listen. This is uh, Dissidente with Corvid. Oh. There with Corvid. All right, Terry. Well,
0: so you're actually you're actually getting a little ahead of me <laughs> in, in telling your story. I'm sorry, Neil. That cut you off. You got, no, I was just about, got, about to, to say interject?
2: what. What's the name of that album again
3: that, that you said? War of two. War on two fronts. War
0: on two fronts. Okay. War on two fronts. Yeah. Never a good idea. Just ask the Nazis. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Back to that Russia thing, right? Yep. Definitely. You open up that Eastern Front. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so your first year was 2021, and you were Artemis. Now, that was like near Pittsburgh, right? Or, or am I wrong about that? It was kind of in the Pittsburgh area.
3: It's about, I want to say, almost two hours south of Pittsburgh. So we're really close to the Maryland border. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, It was a bit of a hike. I actually flew to Pittsburgh, and then my friends picked me up, and we drove down there for setup.
0: It's funny you say that because I actually ended up last year at Savage Mountain, which is in Maryland. yeah. Which was a great little festival too. As a matter of fact, I may I may try to reach Jerry, and he may he may uh, be the other half of this episode. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, we worked a crossover show with them,
3: and it. I
0: saw out. that. I saw that, and they and it, that was a really cool show too. But it was yeah. It was. I mean, it was two hours from DC, two hours from Baltimore. It was definitely not two hours from Pittsburgh. It was. It was a hike.
4: Yeah.
0: Um. But I. But like I said, I don't mind that that aspect of it. But okay, so it was it was in the country, and was the. This was did the place have its own stages and stuff, or did you have you guys had to build the infrastructure? I mean, was it literally just like a farm field?
3: So they had a pavilion, which was gorgeous. and I'm kind of sad we don't have that this year. um if anything if I could have taken anything from Artemis and brought it to our new place, it's absolutely that pavilion. Um it had seating. it had lights inside, but we actually built the stage inside. Um my background's in Uh, studio production and that's what Mm. i went to school for and i worked in studio and theater for years so um myself and rick our sound engineer um kind of just went and built it out from scratch and we had our production crew too so it was uh we were we're a small team but we're a tight team
0: Mm. so so you you okay so you build up the infrastructure so now this place you're so it's funny so i'm sorry so let's Last year, who did you have? I can't remember. You had Blank Seventy Seven. Tell us about your lineup because it was an awesome lineup.
3: Yeah, so we had Buddha uh, Glow Skulls, <clears throat> Blank Seventy Seven, The Queers, um, Oh geez, uh Tiger Sex, Susie Moon, Working Class Dis, Fat Chance, Public Serpents. Oh, there's so many of them. There was twenty. No, lots so, okay, so a
0: lot of them. So some of those, I know you had a lot of like Pittsburgh bands, which makes sense. They're pretty close. And I'm – you know, you work these kind of – a lot of these headliners kind of worked it into their touring schedule or whatever So I think Susie was out with the queer. Well, maybe not. Or I don't remember. They were all kind of bunched up. So how do you – I mean I don't want to get too personal on this, but how do you finance this thing? So you got two – you two women who – um you know, working, working class girls for the most part, how do you find the ability to guarantee, I mean, is it ticket sales or I I just, I'm curious how you dare to do this financially, like I said, without getting too personal about it.
3: You know, um, so we don't have much in sponsorship. Um, That's always something that we're looking for because, you know, we, it's not an easy fund. I'll definitely put that out there. Um, We do do side shows, uh, smaller shows throughout the year that go into our uh, Ride Squad account. And that's kind of what we use as our camp deposits, band deposits, all that stuff. We do depend on ticket sales. Um, Absolutely. um, We put in our own money too. And, you know, do I want to put in my own money? No, probably not. But (laughs) it's a passion project. And anytime you look at a passion project, it's an investment. Um, Do I want to see this grow and move? And absolutely, 110%. But with any business, you know, higher the risk, higher the reward. Um, So there's always the possibility of us, you know, having to pay out more. Uh, Either way, I'm fully prepared to drain out my accounts for this um, because (laughs) it is depression. I absolutely love it. Um, will it guarantee year three? I don't know. Um, Sales this year look fantastic. We sold out of camping this year. So that was kind of number one was for us to hit that. Um, But yeah, this year's sponsorships, I don't know if it's because of COVID um, or last year's uh, social media kind of not having any internet debacle. Like it's just been harder for us to pick that up. But we're always looking for sponsors. We treat our sponsors very nice. Um, definitely put your logos out there. We'll definitely blast your name on a bunch of our posts. But you just gotta get it out there, right? Um, but yeah, if I have to, then I'll pay into it as well.
0: Interesting. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, that's really noble. But yeah, that's. That's a. Your husband must be a very understanding man.
3: Um. Yeah, I, I want to say he is. Obviously, he doesn't like to see the bank account get drained. Now, and the shit. Just tell, I, him, just
0: tell him what I tell Canadian people. It's only Canadian dollars. It's not that <laughs> it's it's actually less than American dollars. And that's
3: it. So, what I put in, um, whatever my amount is, it's in I pay in American. So, in Canadian, it always winds up being more. So, say if yeah. I
4: pay
3: four grand, I'm actually paying five grand. If I pay six grand, I'm actually paying closer to seventy five hundred. So, the higher there you go. Goes, it becomes um as for punk um i kind of have a side account that takes it I automatically off my paychecks it's kind of like ah, my, gotcha. my fund um what i do with it and kind of my little savings account because i like to catch shows i don't go get to go to them very often um you know my i work for my money i'll do overtime luckily i got a job that gives me two times ot so oh nice nice yeah um and I work a pretty good job, so, um, you know, I'm not pulling six figures, but um, it, it pays the bills.
0: <laughs> there you go. So, all right. So I'll tell you what. We went kind of long before we play our, f- our first song. So we're going to play our second song, and then we're going to talk about this new location because I'm absolutely fascinated by your new location. But let's let's play the – should we play the – let's see. What was the second song? The, the song, What Nows, the I what, believe. The What Nows. Should we play the What Nows? You want? Why don't you tell us a little bit about this band, Terry?
3: I absolutely love them. They're they're a ska band. Um, they played on our show last year. They're playing again this year. Um, two of the guys actually do, do work on the production crew side <clears throat> of it as well. They've been huge supporters of what we're doing, and we're huge supporters of what they're doing. <clears throat> two for Too Long is probably my favorite song. Berg, the lead singer, has a voice. I, I always say it's the voice of an angel because I'm just – Absolutely smitten over it. Um, I can listen to that guy sing all day, every day, and he's such a good person. The whole band, really, are is like they're great people outside of the scene. Now,
2: so where are know, these guys from?
3: Um, I want to say Mechanicsburg, uh, kind of around that PA area. I may have gotten it wrong, maybe Reading. So the problem is, is that I'm terrible at local geography. <laughs> so but I know it's more like Northeastern Pennsylvania versus uh, Southeastern or not close to Pittsburgh at all. So, um, but I, want to say center. Um, I mean,
0: in your, in your defense, you are from a different country, right?
3: I am. Yeah. And it's a lot of, there's so many places. Um, but yeah, I think these guys are amazing. Um, this is off their album, um, misread allegory. Um, but yeah, it's definitely my favorite song on the album. Uh, Andrew played it for us and I kind of took time from like doing what I do production wise to just go and enjoy it. And yeah, I, I can't say enough nice things about these seeds.
2: Okay. Let's give them a listen. This is the what nows with a two for too long. that was the what nows with two for two long
0: good stuff so so terry tell us about your new location so you moved a couple more hours
3: yes for, um, further east yeah and we love philly um we we love philly we love scran we have um i want to say fat chances around that scran area new jersey we're big fans of and laura my is from new york so mm-hmm. um
0: which is what lonely less than a two hour drive from Scranton. Yeah, it's
3: also the yeah, so before she was doing something like I think was almost an eight hour for Artemis. Mm-hmm. Um so it really cut down her drive, which is great. It expanded my drive by a couple hours, but it takes me forever to go anywhere anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, but Scranton is such an active punk scene. Um they really <clears throat> Yes, uh, I would
0: have never. I would have never guessed that. I don't remember ever hearing a new band. Go, oh, they're from Scranton, Pennsylvania. But that's, that's all right. I, I'm sorry. Keep going.
3: Yeah, they. You know, they put on this. Um, it's called the NEPA Horror Fest. Uh, a friend of mine, Jess, she does. She has these because they're at the drive-in. They do it mm-hmm. there too. Um, they have a bunch of bands that play throughout the day, and then at night they screen these DIY horror films and. Mm-hmm. They're, it's such a cool event I do believe it's coming up I want to say at the end of maybe end of June maybe mid-july not too sure on the date but I wish I could be there I think it's so neat what they're doing over there and is it, is yeah. it like
0: punk is the music punky or is it yeah. metaly or what what kind of music is it
3: yeah it's definitely punk some metal but mostly punk um ska is also big over there in that area I want to say all Pennsylvania but um, especially in that area Philly has a lot of street punk. And it's only two hours away from Philly. Um, I'm a huge street punk fan. So I automatically kind of just gravitate with that type of music. New Jersey also has that very street punk, like, you know, Blanks and One-Sided, which is on our bill. Um, It's really just, and it's a community over there. Um, They really do make the effort to try to get along and work together. And, you know, they've been so generous in giving us, a space within their space. So I've been, you know, I'm so thankful for them. Uh, they've treated us nothing but gold and they're so excited for this too. So I hope, especially when we got the casualties on. So a few bands from around there, I would say would be old tiger, uh, one-sided um, right. Or sorry, froggy. Um, they're right. Girl act out of uh, mm-hmm. Philly. Like it's such a great scene. Um, I do do suggest that if you ever do go to Philly, uh go check out a froggy show. You will not be disappointed.
0: <laughs> so so you're okay, so the new festival grounds is at a drive in theater in Scranton. Well, and I remember I think I probably mentioned this when I talked to you before about how we're not campers. Like no. I just I, I know a lot of people love to camp. I do not like to camp. I'm not interested in that at all. I need a I'm I'm forty nine years old. I wanna sleep on a mattress that supports my back. I wanna, you know, it's just not my thing. And yes. I remember you saying, I think even last, I think last fall you hinted, oh, I think, well, I think the new location is going to be closer to hotels or something like that. <laughs> and I don't know if you knew, knew what your location was going to be. Yeah. So so this is, I mean, I, I'm having a hard time picturing because Scranton is not a small city. I mean, it's not huge. It's not New York, but it's not small. It's probably like Grand Rapids or something. So is this like in the city or is it kind of out in the, the outskirts or try to get, paint me a mental picture of this drive-in theater, if you would.
3: So I believe it's off a main road now. I don't actually, I've never stepped into Scranton either. So I'm actually going up next month in July for uh, a site check. But my understanding is that this is kind of a main drag. It's on the left of it. And across the street, there are hotels that kind of line up. You're really close to really, I'm told everything. There's a grocery store, liquor store. Um, Our event is, we will be selling liquor on site, but it's also bring your own. So Oh,
0: Neil, see right there, man. You get a lot of bang for your buck when you bring your own liquor.
3: Are you
2: excited now, Tom? Are you you (laughs) going to get a tent and go and bring a bunch of uh, PBR?
0: I don't know. No, no. There's like a Holiday Inn across the street. Oh, there we go. All right. (laughs) Yes.
3: So um, I'm actually staying at the Holiday Inn uh, because I am 40 and I am working and I need
0: to And you also don't want to sleep on the ground. But
3: that's I thought you were a camper.
0: huh? okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that later. All right. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going.
3: So, yeah, um, we wanted something that was accessible for all. That was very important to us um, because not everybody wants to camp. And we learned that last year um, at camp. It was cold. Uh, We had a staff house, which is kind of okay, and it was kind of warmer. But, like, the campers were so far. That was the other logistic. It was where camping was in relation to where the stage was, and that was a hike. So this time we wanted something that was kind of smaller Things were a bit more compact. It only takes you a few minutes, I'm told, to walk from where the camping area is to the stage area. Um, So we really wanted that. Um, We did have to limit camping this year. Um, But the owner of the place really sees our vision. Um, Dave from the drive-in has been nothing but a saint. And he is more than willing to grow his property with us um, to help incorporate our festival. So that's in. That's so awesome. I can't, you know, you don't find that anywhere. And he sees what we're trying to put out. So it's really cool. Now,
2: is is, is, well, so act- so is, key- is is this actually at an old drive-in? Or is it is it just called the drive-in?
3: No, so it's a drive-in theater. So it there is, are okay. big screens. Um, we do plan on having movies <clears throat> uh, shown at night. And we do plan on, you know, using the resources. There's a concession stand there, too. So... We will have a food truck or two on top of that for different options, but there's food on site. Um, we will also be vending alcohol. We have lots of vendors also coming in this year. So that's exciting. Uh, kind of like a market on Sunday. They actually hold this flea market um, and they're going to hold it. They're just uh, reducing their hours to incorporate our festival, but I'll be cool. If you're looking to like go buy Tupperware or something, you can do that. <laughs> in the morning. Um we have a couple bands playing during that time just to help kind of draw those people in. I'm told there's like 10,000 people that come for this thing. So Jesus. I'm wow. that's
0: potential,
3: crazy. Potential
0: that, potential customers for next year.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, we're excited. He's such a cool dude. Um, like he says, he doesn't do punk at all, but he's been very helpful in the punk scene. So the Napa Valley Horror Fest, Definitely they go through him. I believe there's something else going on the following weekend after camp. Um, also kind of in that uh, realm. So he's really been such a huge support to the scene and really like Northeastern Pennsylvania. He's been just fantastic. Oh, I, you know, I, there's a drive-in
0: movie theater, like a half hour from me. And I, and I definitely remember them a little bit as a kid, but are you guys, is the camping like inside, like the perimeter of the drive-in theater?
3: Um, I'm going to say some is, so we have like RV spots and car camping, Um, but there's an area behind that. It was kind of already cleared and there's this little area where we're going to have like the bonfire and stuff like that. And then that's kind of where the tank camping's going. So um, limited in that space, um, but like you said, all it needs is for him to keep clearing it bit by bit and we can expand that way. This so, year's kind of like our tester for do, everybody. Like,
0: th- <laughs> ah, gotcha. So, like, the, do you use like the risers that would be the like the big screens for? Is that are, do they have kind of stages for you? are you using like their existing stages or?
3: Oh, there's no stage. Or do you have to build one. We actually have to rent one. Um, it's gonna be there for the two oh, weeks. You have to rent one. Yeah, so it's it's a legit stage. Um. I wouldn't say it's one so, I'm sorry,
0: do you oh, so do you run do you run all your bands on one stage?
3: Yes. Uh Okay. For the most okay. part. Uh I, I can't unfortunately divulge too much yet. Uh-oh. But for the sake of this conversation, we'll say we have one stage. Um I mean and-
0: I, and listen, obviously you can't you can't control the filthy folk punks who uh just start breaking into song <laughs> off stage. <obviously. laughs> we won't
2: hold you responsible. But show. yeah, very true. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I won't confirm or deny the existence of a possible second stage um, okay in a second location but um, definitely we are main stage acts will be on one stage um, my production crew is just fantastic and it comes to a lot of pre-preparation um, binders um, understanding each other as a team and working together um, we were able to stay on Terry time which is my time that I designate for the bands. Um, and and it, it really comes from my experience of working television and theater for so long. Uh, you know, we were able to do our switchovers in under 20 minutes for wow. every band nice. with not much issue. It was, and we were cramped. So um, this place actually has a lot more workable space, um, which is the great thing about this stage. Um, I think last year our stage was like 20 by 20 by 15 our stage is almost doubled in size i want to say it's a 30 by 32 um and then it has an ingress egress so what happens is last year we didn't have that exit area so we're just kind of hand bombing things to each other this time people will be able to get out from get on from the backstage and out from the backstage and kind of work in a kind of one way from stage right to stage left uh last year we couldn't really do that bit of a shit show in that sense but we still made our time no problem um but yeah if bands don't show up on time we're working on my time so either the dimmers come down when you're done or you know and we try to communicate everything with all the bands really ahead of time you know they get an information package this is the time we expect you to be at stage this is the time you're the length you're playing for we have a clock there. We will warn you if we feel that you're going over. And if you go over, we are going to bring you down. So, <laughs> you know, and unfortunately. You're go up
0: there and kick them in the shins. Just uh, you know,
3: unfortunately, we do have noise ordinances. Um, the cops don't really. Can I say? Can I swear?
2: Of course. Definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah. in fact, really we
3: prefer good. it. <laughs> um, Cops don't really give a shit if I go over my time. They give zero fucks about it. Um, so it is really up to me to make sure I am on my time. Um, actually, quite a few people came on to, came to me last year and said they were impressed at how we didn't run off punk time. Because if you run off punk time, you might as well just hold two bands there. Um, I have something like 40 bands, so it makes it very... I have to be strict about it, unfortunately, and I don't wanna be. I wanna be everybody's best friend. Sure. But at the same time it's also my show. So eh. eh. So I kind of have to take uh, the good with the bad.
0: <laughs> did you have I'm forty? Sorry, band- l- I Yeah. I was going to say, I'm sorry you had to learn that Neil and I are usually on punk time. I mean, it's not, actually, it's not punk time. It's usually like five minutes late. Punk time's like a half hour late. So we're yeah. we're almost. Did <laughs> <it's> t- <laughs> I'm sorry. This- yeah, go ahead.
2: Did you have Did you yes. have forty bands last year? How many bands did he have last year total?
3: Twenty-three.
2: Okay, so this is bigger this year, obviously,
0: in every oh, way. Three. It looks like. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, All right.
0: I'll tell you what. Let- Oops. Sorry. Go.
4: No good. You go
0: ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say let's let's pop another song in. What was next, Neil? Get Dead. Ugh, okay, I now this. I gotta say I didn't think this. No, Neil, neither Neil or I have been too enamored with Get Dead, but I know a lot of people really, really love them. But I thought this song was actually pretty decent. So tell us, tell us about Get Dead. They're from California, right?
3: Yeah, so they're a West Coast band. Um, we definitely want that West Coast. They're a Fat Records band. They're you know they're pretty up there. But the thing I love about Sam is his support to the DIY scene.
0: Um, That's the main guy from Get Dead?
3: Yeah, uh, Sam King. And, you know, I we've interviewed him before. He's been a really big supporter of what we do, so it kind of almost was a no-brainer for them to come on and us wanting them on. Uh, he's been really instrumental in, our, in supporting us, and I just love his music. Uh, this song in particular, which is Hard Times, Um, it is off their last album. Oh my God. It's got a great,
0: great little video, like a Lego video or something. It was, it was fun.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, and there, he's such a really nice dude. So I shot, yeah. So the album's called dancing with the, with the curse. It came out back in 2020. Um, he also plays another, I just love that smokiness behind his voice. I love that. It's not perfect. Um, it really embodies that DIY, This album was really well done, Um, incredibly polished, very, you know, they did a great job with it. Uh, I'm very excited to meet him in person. Um, Last time we did an interview and he kind of drove us all around uh, Hollywood. So it's cool to see that part of it. But, yeah, to meet him in person is going to be really cool, really special.
2: I think a lot of people had this as their album of 2020. I can remember this being the – Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was – I remember because – uh-oh. You and I, Neil, you know, I, I'm not into it at all, but I remember people did love this album. Yeah. Like, like, like they were like, I saw getting 10 out of ten, ten, 10. And, and what, you know, listen, music, music is subjective. Obviously something strike people different. And Neil and I are old and we're bitter and we have other various issues. <laughs> so sometimes it might not strike us the same way, you know?
2: Yeah. I
0: think Ricky Frank. And I don't, don't begrudge you. So, yeah. Anyway. All right.
3: yeah Yeah, it's an album that connects with people on so many different levels um i a lot of people didn't even know who Get that were and were like dude you need to listen to this album and some people just absolutely loved it um was it my album in 2020 no but i know for so many it was because sam has this way of connecting with people on a very personal Mm -hmm. level um it's like he gets them and hard times is really one of those songs, especially still valid to this day that, you know, you can really connect with and dance to and have fun with, but also like know that there's hope at the end of whatever this is. So, all right, well, let's listen Neil, to do it. You
0: think it's, Neil, do you think it's, do you think it's because we're dead inside? Do you think <laughs> that's why? Oh, for sure. I would
2: say that me, me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all uh, right. Let's check it out.
2: Yep. Get dead with uh hard times.
4: It's train is i and I'm a car If you want to feel it, put it in your face If you're gonna go, better go all the way We'll pay no mind, baby Hard times may be The thing that you need Sometimes things break down The reason fixes can to find a way We'll find a way somehow it your turntable on? Do you need a needle stick sticking that on? When the speaker spoke, did you catch that snake? Did you make a note Were you recording? Born to die? are you destined to lose? You can't be sure unless you've
1: The thing that
4: you need sometimes these things break down. Never leave that nexus, Can fight away, or fight away somehow. You're gonna find your way The play I right up and play the
2: Alright that was Get Dead with Hard Times. Just out of interest, what was your album of 2020?
3: I want to make sure that I got this right, and I do. I, I want to say I do. Um, I, I must, it was Paris. Um oh, okay. Their titled self-titled album. Okay. Mm. Uh, it came out about nine days before the world shut down. They were ready to go tour, and Paris is a very strictly touring band. Um, so my heart just went out to these guys when the world shut down and they couldn't tour it. Um, I caught them at Punk Rock Bowling. I was right in the front because I've always wanted them. Yeah, we did, to we did too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big. Is so your first bowling time seeing them? Oh, of course. You're, Pardon? Uh, I
0: said, I would say that's your first time seeing them because I've managed to. See, I actually seen them quite a few times, but I guess I guess I probably am a little more centrally located to their touring pattern, so I won't rub it in. <laughs> um, but I was. it was funny because we were talking about it before the show, and I think we were. I don't know, Behind or scott and i or whatever like you no know, pairs are a good club band but i really don't see them translating to a bigger stage and i actually was pretty thought they played a pretty damn good show actually it was such do you a... remember that neil or not really
2: um no i don't think i i think that might have been the saturday maybe and that was the day that i went to uh, the strip so i might have missed them
0: oh oh could have been okay yeah. but yeah no they did good because it's like you know zach does all that like crawling around on the ground stuff you can't do that with a big you can't see nobody could see it was on that did they, it was did, the they, small. did they play the small stage?
3: Yeah, they played the monster yes. stage. So okay. the smaller, too. But yeah, he okay. did such a good job. And he was so excited because what had happened just completely blight. Oh, it was such a fluke. Is we had gone to the Nugget and we're friends with uh, Venomous Pinks and we're going there to meet up with them and wound up being Bad Cop. Bad Cop was there. And Laura had actually dropped something. I think it was maybe her drink or something. Zach picked it up and went, Oh, you know, here you go. And she just looked at him and she knows how much of a fan I am. So she's like, you stay here. Uh, She just grabs me and throws me in front of him. And she's like, uh, and then I'm realizing I'm face to face with Zach Quinn. And my jaw probably dropped. I probably like spluttered and sputtered a bit and kind of, I almost fangirl and that never really happens because I'm so used to working with musicians. It didn't, but with him, like, I I didn't know what to say. I was like, I I like your stuff. Um, Thanks for playing music. But then, you know, he's such a nice guy that he was really talking about, like how excited they were going back. You know, they felt terrible that everything happened the way it did, but they're really excited. And then I kind of loosened up and, you know, got to talking with the guy for a bit. But yeah, I thought it was so cool that I finally got to meet what, you know, Green Star is my favorite album. I absolutely love that album. I play it all the time. Um, I did. I thought they did a fantastic job with the self-titled one as well. But yeah, to meet them, that was something special for me. Talking about
2: Venomous oh. Pinks, their album just came out yesterday, I believe,
0: right? Yeah, it's yeah, sounds... I'm, I'm getting a lot of promotional stuff from them. Neil. I wonder if we should reach out to them. I actually bought I
2: actually bought that yesterday. I bought the vinyl. Um, hopefully, we'll get that oh, cool. soon. Yeah, it's really good from yeah. what I've heard so far.
0: It's really good. Well, it's fun. I don't want to rub I don't want to rub it in Terry, but I think I have a lot of mutual friends with Zach. I I don't really know him personally, but I've actually hung out with him a couple different times. I actually saw him one time do a solo a, like a performance in like a little tiny art space and then some friends of ours flew him in to Grand Rapids from New Orleans to sing on a Sex Pistols tribute. So I saw him do most of the Nevermind the Bollocks album with a bunch well, of friends of mine. That. And I Yeah. And I saw pairs a couple times. But yeah, it's like one summer I kept running into him like once a month. Yeah. I, I doubt that he would know who I, I doubt that he would know who I am now, but like we were you know, we were on a friendly basis there for one summer of probably like twenty eighteen or something. I don't remember what year it was. But anyway yeah. it doesn't
3: matter um, He's been I, I I caught him a lot during um, COVID, um, because obviously, as a touring band, that's your main source of income. And so, he had a lot of Venmos for like, he did a lot of acoustic sets from his bedroom. Um, ah, so, he gotcha. had a lot of those because I, I love them. And he, once he did, it was all songs that he played while he was in high school, kind of the songs that he was learning to be as he was becoming a guitarist. And I thought that was mm. so cool to actually get to listen to like classics that I would listen to as well um through him hmm. that way. So I thought it was really cool.
0: Well cool. So all right. So you're the other thing that's sort of interesting, I think, now you you're like the stage manager at your festival too, right?
3: Yeah. Um because of my production background, it just kind of made sense. Um I do work with a man named Rick. Uh he owns Mad Audio in uh somewhere in Pennsylvania. I want to say that kind of Reading area. Um, He also owns a couple music stores and he does repairs on instruments. So Rick really doesn't do much in the punk industry. Um, You would never know had you come to camp last year. Um, He usually does a lot of theater. So he has that very similar background. Uh, We do share the same similar background. We understand each other on almost like a very technical, but also I kind of call him Papa Audio because (laughs) It's just you know, I, I don't know. So if does I he handle do like the Does him. he handle
0: like the the mis- like the mixing aspect of it? Does he do the? Does he run the sound?
3: Yeah, he runs the sound and he does it flawlessly um, and gotcha. very quickly, which is what I wanted from somebody. Um, but again, this comes with a lot of pre <clears throat> preparation. We had binders, so we wound up having to ask all the bands what their tech recs were, but then I would translate that to make it like essentially kind of blueprints for every single band um these guys yeah, if you asked
0: me that when i was playing music i would have no idea what you're talking about but, like uh we have guitars we have bass we tune. We, we yeah and,
3: you know some <laughs> bands are very particular they want certain monitors placed a certain way not every person's going to sing in a band um, oh you have
0: monitors oh my gosh how professional <laughs>
3: <laughs> um some bands will have you know Two guitar cabs, one bass cab. One will have one bass sure. cab, one, you know, guitar cab. And like when you're dealing with 23 bands, it's easy to get mixed up. Not, you know, some cabs run off, you know, double stacks, one cabs run off mics, and you have to backline those. And so we really kind of had to put everything on paper and see exactly what we needed when we needed it. And every time sure. between our changes, our production crew, which is the five of us, would go through the notes. And really study um, Rick's wife Megan, who is and gosh, one of the most amazing humans I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, did a fantastic job, um, really coming in and helping us out there too. Uh, Laura is very much the operations side, and also kind of she's the one that deals with bands. Um, I tend to be um, much like maybe I want to say crotchety, yeah, crotchety. Right <laughs> crotch- you don't seem
0: that you don't seem that crotchety, but no. I'll take your word for it.
3: No, but I also don't deal with a lot of shit. So, um, not for very long anyways. So I, I love, there's some bands that I will, you know, hang out with and be best friends with, and there's no issues, but there's some that I just, and it's not even, I think it's just part of my demeanor. And the fact that I have been in production for so long, it's just like, I'm very cut and dry and I love musicians, but they're also, um, I don't know how to put this pain thing. in the ass <laughs> Not much pain in the ass, but they're, they're good at what they do, what they do. playing music.
0: Um, she's trying to be diplomatic. She might want to, hey, she can't uh, write the hand of the hand might want to book one of these right bands.
3: She's
0: going to bed hey, I um, burn bridges, baby.
3: <laughs> but you know, I'm really good yeah. at what I do, which is production. So sometimes the two don't necessarily would see eye to eye. Um, Laura is a fantastic people person. Um, I, she will say things that, you know, I'm thinking, but in a nice way. (laughs) Um, and you know, so she does a lot of that side. She's also really good in the business side of things. Um, I also hold a business, uh, degree as well. So I have a little bit of it, but she really knows how to handle the business side, what we need, really the forms, the logistics. She's, you know, I, I couldn't do this without her, and I couldn't do production without Rick. And I think it's just been a really fantastic team of people that have come together to, you know, bring something amazing. And last year, I thought we were incredibly successful. And I'm hoping the same for this year as well. Excellent.
0: So the, the you love the camping thing, huh, generally, to, to switch gears? Because, like I said, we, we – uh, I think the camping thing is a good bang for your buck in the right circumstances, but you uh you actually enjoy the camping aspect of it generally?
3: Um, so I really enjoyed being at Punk and Javlik and I enjoy camp, uh, camp Anarchy. I camped at both. Um I had no I'm not necessarily myself a camper. I do love cottaging. That's kind of my I grew up with a cottage, <laughs> had a cottage so um everything's just kind of there you show up and your bed's made and sure so yeah. if you're gonna ask me to pitch a tent it's probably i'm not the person to ask so i always brought my girlfriend Jen with me and she's like she's camping extraordinaire. that's her jam she absolutely loves it goes camping every single weekend so she had our tent up in pitch black in seconds i still don't know how she did it i think i just stood there and looked pretty um I can't do it, but she's really good. So I like kind of showing up once the tent is already set up. But if you're going to ask me to set up the tent, I, you probably – you might as well just lay it flat. We'll just crawl in and kind of hope for the best.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what.
3: No, <laughs> let's let
0: us say – no, go ahead, Neil. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just
2: about to say. So, well, I was going to go off on a tangent actually because I think uh, – I think you do a you do a do you, do you do a podcast or do you have like a radio show like an online radio show? Well, I'll tell like?
0: you what, let's let's play a song and maybe we'll let her add a couple other songs because okay, we're yeah. we're definitely. So why don't we play? So Terry, start mentally preparing a couple more songs in your head. Okay. If you don't mind. Not to, you the, not to put you on the spot or anything. I want to talk um, but let's play this, the last one that you'd picked out originally, and then we'll come back to that. We can talk about the podcast. And of course, we really want to plug this year's lineup a little bit more. So maybe yep. we'll do two more segments. Okay, that's good. So maybe think of like two more songs. So what's okay. the last song here, Neil? This is, I think Terry wanted some female representation. I, I listened to this song. I'm not exactly sure I could figure it out. Sorry, Mom is the name of the band, I believe, right? Yes. Tell us about Sorry, Mom.
3: So, um, Hit the Back is actually a cover from King Princess, uh, I just, I'm not a big person. I'm, I, I don't listen to pop a lot. Um, sorry, mom. It makes three girl. of us. Yeah, Sorry Girl is a riot girl act out of, I want to say, um, Massachusetts near Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but I want to say that's where they're from. And at first, when they put their album out, they have another little five song EP. And originally, I didn't have them slated to play Camp. Um, I actually heard the first song went, Oh no, we can't have that. And then just kind of put them in the pile. And then we had done this, uh, Instagram post that asked, who do you want to say? And they kind of got their mom, their friends to tell them that they wanted to play this and they wanted to be a part. And we just got slammed with them. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just give it a second listen and a listen beyond that first, because <clears throat> we had over 400 submissions, so when we have to pick those submissions had the listening is actually just you give it a couple songs. I, I kind of sure. like the second song I had heard, but I'm like, I don't know if that's the style that necessarily fit camp. Um I actually listened through the whole EP and then I listened to this cover and um her voice is out of this world there's this smokiness like I just found myself being really hooked to it and I just couldn't put it down and it just became like the soundtrack of my life for I want to say a good solid month and I took Laura a little bit of convincing but not too much because she got into it too once she as she started listening to it it was kind of like it was a no-brainer we had to have these uh, we had to have them on and yeah, I am very excited to listen to them. I love this song. It is not for everybody. Um, I want to say maybe the older crowd may have a hard time with it. Uh, I.E.
2: that's us, Tom. Yeah, yeah we are <laughs> the older <laughs> <laughs> crowd. Uh,
3: they're very young. Um, I want to say they're maybe early 20s, very early 20s if mm. some aren't in their teens still. I think one mm. had to do the band because she she was going to school. So, um I dig them. I think they're fantastic. I'm excited to see where they go in a few years from now. Uh, I really, it was something crazy. And they're doing such a good job just really getting themselves out there and growing their brand and growing their name. And yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens. Okay.
0: All right. Let's. This is definitely a little different than something we would normally play. Yes, let's give it a Very give it a spin, so it a spin Neil.
2: All right. This Just is sorry,
0: Mom. Sorry, Mom. With hit the back.
4: Hmm. I need you to search my clothing, pat me down, and feel the mold in. Cause underneath this table feels so good to me. And I need you to be my motor and run me till I can go further. Cause every turn you take is just exciting me. Ain't I the best you I'll let you throw it down in the back. Tell me you need respect. i sure. sure.
2: Sorry, Mom, with Hit the Back, and I can only imagine what that means having never listened to it, but uh, I've got a good idea of what that means.
0: Well, it's, it's funny <laughs> you because you, you mentioned something, Terry, which is, you know, you get 400 submissions. You can only – only one in ten bands that you get submissions for, you're going to be able to get in. Plus, you know, you have a few headliners you go after. You're probably not getting submissions from where your bands you're actually actively pursuing. Um, it is funny, right? They got about 30 seconds to make a good impression.
3: Yeah, um, and – I made the mistake of going uh, top to bottom. Um, and I, maybe Like, that's like alphabetically
0: I or what do you mean top? Well, like, just uh, however, okay? so
3: um, usually when bands will submit something, they'll either send us their Spotify link or they'll send us like a link to their EP or their album. And I usually just start from the top and kind of, I always try to give it a couple songs. Sure. But the, the first song wasn't actually a song. It was a dialogue. Um, it's called I Fucked Your Mom um and <laughs> it's exactly funny. what it is uh it was a dialogue about how each girl wanna fucking the other girl's mom and i was like i can't have this if this is all age and <laughs> yeah. but then i listened to the second one and i was like okay i like this but it's it they're not like bam in your face it's not a style that i'm normally drawn to but i really love that voice but I was like, maybe it's not the right fit for camp. I heard Hit the Back, and I was like, it was kind of like the light switch. And I was like, oh, shit, I get it. I I completely understand what they're trying to put out. And ever since then, like, it kind of really changed my whole view of their music. Um, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's going to really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. So at the same time, it's my show, so whatever and I do
0: what I want. But. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's all they got. <laughs> yeah, it's the
3: fucking show. Tell me otherwise. So, but yeah.
0: It, it is, it's so bands, listen, make sure the first song on your album is a banger. Don't screw around and make sure your band name is decent because I bet you she looks at some of these band names and goes, I'm not listening to this. This sucks. I can already tell this sucks by the name of your sucky band. So anyway, good band name and a good opening like 30 seconds of your song.
3: Um. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not too worried about the band names. Uh, there's some that may not be something I would pick for myself if I were to have a band, but we really took the time to listen to everybody. And that was tough because you kind of, you can only listen. It, we got really good at it. Um, and then towards also towards the end, I stopped going top to bottom. I just picked two random songs because if I have 10 songs presented in front of me, I'm going to pick two and hope that they stick. And if they do, then great. Okay. If they don't, you know, Cool. Um, it was a really hard challenge for Laura and I too. It was almost a, I want to say a month long process, just kind (laughs) of narrowing it down to maybe. And then from there was maybe another two weeks to get who we wanted. Um, and then just kind of starting the process of reaching out to them. Um, this does change, uh, all the time. And we have a backup to our backup because I'm always, you know, two steps because I, I don't expect our lineup to look the same. Um, It's still COVID. We do have international acts. There are some contributing factors that will force this to change. So we always have backups, people in the back of our mind that, you know, maybe if this doesn't work, who do we approach now? So, you know, we're trying to stay on top of it because it happened last year. So we kind of got smart to it. Last year, we were kind of caught more by surprise. I knew these things were going to happen, but I didn't expect how close to The event they were going to happen to so um this year i feel we're much more Mm. and also there are people that you know although may not be the fit this year maybe the fit next year um Mm. and it's just it's you're always thinking about right now the moment but also what next year might look like so it's kind of this always thinking process kind of all right how what am i going to do to make things better for next year even though i haven't even been done this year but you don't want it to be the focus of this year because right now i'm i'm in the moment so i need to focus on what camp is well
2: talking about this year do you want to tell us who was some of the headliners well
0: i'll tell you what deal you know what i could think all i could think of when she was saying when she was saying that you know because it it reminds me of our life i mean we're constantly getting emails and links of i don't know why people think think our silly little podcast is going to break their band for them but listen we love to help and we sometimes we get some stuff where we're like wow that's really good but a lot of times it's like dudes if you want somebody to like your stuff hey you gotta you gotta come out of the gate a little better you know i so we, I, I sort of do feel your pain but not as seriously you know we're not putting any money into it we're not putting our own money into it or anything but actually, actually neil can we let's um let's save the lineup for last if you don't mind okay sure. and let's uh talk about you you mentioned earlier, right? She does a she does some podcasting herself. Should we talk about that? And then we'll do a song.
3: Yeah. Um. So I do what's called Sunday Spin. Um. So Laura's really good at doing the shows. Um, so Sunday
0: Spin. Where Where do you? Okay. If somebody somebody's looking for Sunday Spin. Are you on Spotify? Are you on on iTunes? Where do, Where does this pop up?
3: Um. So I'm on mostly Facebook and YouTube. So I do have a YouTube channel. Um. Okay. Where it's Squad Media. Uh, and then, yeah, Sunday Spin was just a fun show Laura and I came up with uh, to kind of get, you know, kind of what we were listening to. It was kind of at the, when when our partner left, we didn't know exactly where we wanted to go with us. Um, we knew that when we were in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania was very... Set to being with Pennsylvania bands, but we didn't want to just give Pennsylvania bands the exposure we wanted to give it up really open it up to any band, big or small. We love them all. Um, so we decided to switch our name to Riot Squad Media, and I think that's been a really good idea for us. And it was really something because it opened up a whole new level of bands that we normally um, wouldn't have listened to. Uh, so when we started that, we kind of said, Hey, you know, what's a way we can promote bands that we are listening to. We didn't want it to be a way to shit on bands because I have a really hard time shitting on other people's art. I may not understand it, but I can appreciate the time and the effort that they put on to put this out Um, because it's never easy to put yourself out there. So we really wanted something to be in a way positive. We're so surrounded by like negative shit all the time that I didn't, want any more of that i didn't want to gatekeep i didn't want to pull that shit um anyone can do that so i didn't want it to be necessarily a, a review in that sense but more of a i really enjoy this band this is why i enjoy them i think you should check them out for this reasons um, and that's how we did it now laura got really busy because work life things changed. we are now fully open so and planning camp so unfortunately she had to step down from sunday spin um, it airs on Sundays at 1 p.m. And then um, I kind of took it over and started inviting friends to just host it with me and asking them what they're listening to for the week. And the cool thing about that's been their reaction to it. Um, I've really enjoyed watching how they light up because to me, music is one of those things that get me excited. Like it really hits me more at a spiritual level. I'm not religious. I don't. Go to church i don't believe in sky daddy but music for whatever reason hits me right in the soul it gives me the shivers it you know it's ah! and to a lot of other people that's how music affects them too so i kind of want to show you know i want to be able to talk about it and i love how they light up anytime they talk about their favorite band it's like instant joy comes across their face and if i can you know give that to somebody or show somebody a band they may not have you know heard before i think it's so cool
2: so is that a, is yep. it a, is, is it a podcast or is it a what exactly is yeah, it
3: um, yeah it's about 15 20 minutes it's not meant to be long because you know so what we do is we each pick the record that we're listening to for the week Um, And then a shout out. And usually I'll do a shout out and then I'll do a music video because I still like that kind of MTV Well, I'm Canadian. So much music sense of like music videos. Maybe I'm a little bit traditional in that sense, but I always think they're so much fun. And I always love music videos growing up. So it's kind of my way of incorporating that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, usually we'll talk about the style. It doesn't have to be a new release. Um, it could be any style, any artist. Any. It's really what you're listening to this week. Okay, and why cool. you're listening to it. And if somebody's never heard it before, why should they be listening to it? So what gets you huh. excited about this album?
2: Okay, and what's the name of it again? It's
3: a- uh, Sunday Spin.
2: Sunday Spin. Okay, cool.
0: Go ahead, yeah. Tom. Well, we put Terry on the spot. Do you think she came up with another song? I bet she did. I bet she, she did. I think she, had, <laughs> I think she had lots of them that she was struggling to pick it because when I told her to pick four, I think she was struggling a little bit to probably get down yeah. to four. And um, oh, okay, one more one more thing I was going to ask you because when you when you were going to come on, you picked one song that you said you put the kibosh on, and you said, "Well, that's more of a family for family friendly thing." So so what you guys are doing at Camp Pennsylvania? Are you trying to make it pretty family friendly?
3: It's all ages, but with the understanding that um we're still punks uh there's a bit of a culture um our culture has shifted significantly i want to say in the last i want to say five years um a little bit more inclusive we wanted inclusivity with our lineup um that was definitely something that we were striving for uh but yeah we you know we don't want people to feel unsafe at our show that's kind of the worst feeling for us um Uh, something that we think about often is kind of how to ensure a safe space for all. And it doesn't matter if you're two years, two years old or a hundred years old, if you like punk and you like the scene, you know, we want this to be a place that you can come back to that you can feel like your family, that you can feel safe. And if that doesn't happen, then I really did not do my job because I want, you know, safe spaces absolutely mean the world to me. Um, I love being able to go to a punk show and I've never felt threatened at there's well I'm to say I used to feel threatened at punk shows so I didn't go to them and it's really certainly shifted a lot in the last little bit so I want that for other people too. So we will have some activity for kids and but at the same time I'm not babysitting them. I won't have time to. They're um, going to hear
0: the they're going to hear the f word if they're there probably. I'm not so.
3: bringing my kids for obvious reasons, but yeah. You know, to say that if somebody doesn't feel feels that it might be a safe option to bring their kids, you know, I'm not going to tell people how to raise their fucking kids, and they don't need to tell me how to raise my own. So, you um, you know, yeah, they're going to hear the f bomb. There's some words that are going to come out, and maybe some things that will happen. But at the same time, (laughs) um, what we will guarantee is that they're safe, and you know, uh, we will have security obviously on site, and we have EMS, and we have everything that a normal festival would want, but we want to be able, because that next generation, we need that next generation for this generation to even survive. I have an 11, almost 11 year old daughter who loves punk. She's a huge fan of the Vandals. Um, My goal for her one day is to go check out a show with her. We've already seen a couple shows together before, but you know, she's never felt unsafe at a show. Everybody's treated her. And most of us are parents now. So you know, how cool is it to be able to share that with your family? I think it's, I think it's pretty cool, but, um, yeah, I'm not bringing mine, um, just because I'm working, but one day I'd like to bring them. I'd like them to see what their mom does on the side. It's a huge sacrifice to them right now for me to, you know, have to be, sorry, honey, mommy's got this, this, and this going on. I got some meetings or something like that. So, um for them to see kind of the fruits of my labor would be cool but it's not going to be this year now
0: <laughs> all right well what, what what since we put you on the spot well i was going to say that is a huge cultural shift because neil and i have talked about this now we're older I, we're 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 10 and almost 20 we're almost 10 and almost 20 years older than you are yeah so but definitely i mean part of what drew us to the punk rock thing in general was this constant sense that you could be injured at any given time
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> for totally, sure. i mean it, it is, it, I, I felt the shift, I think, in the late 90s, and Neil maybe even will speak to it being earlier than that, but in the late 90s, it went from, like, you could get stabbed at a show to, like, everybody's, like, all the shows were being put on by, like, youth pastors. I mean, it, it was just a real dramatic shift in the way in the way things went. But anyway, you're right. Nobody should have to worry about getting hurt anymore at a show, even if, even if that's the way it was when we were kids. Yeah. Um, but all yeah. right, so... I'm sorry, that was my ta- my tangent. But like I said, that's, you know, this show we have all, all kinds of different people on, and most of our guests, or half of our guests, are probably younger than we are, and half of them are probably older than you are. But it's definitely about perspectives because we definitely have an old man perspective about the punk scene. You know, we we it's it, it ain't what it was when we were kids, and sometimes we sort of do feel like I don't know, I sort of feel like an outsider in my own scene. I think Neil, I'm sure, probably feels the same way sometimes. But anyway,
3: yeah, I kind over. Of- grew up in both sides because i'm 40 so i'm not that much younger um but 10 years is yep. a huge difference um so when i grew up in the scene that was pretty much you know you went to a show and you got the shit kicked out of you it was okay for <laughs> a guy to come into a pit if you were in there and grab your tits and do whatever they tried to want to do with you and you know yeah, that's not cool. this shit doesn't have any place in the scene anymore. Um, Mental health, well, fuck, none of us talked about that back in the day. It wasn't something, you know, men didn't fucking talk about their feelings. If you were, you know, if you were a girl and you got with the guy, you were just labeled a giant slut. You know, like, I grew up with that too. Um, But at some point, you just kind of have to embrace the change and know that it's for the longevity of the scene. Um, You know, We can always talk about about you know No Effects and the fucking joke they made in Vegas and how that got them essentially taken off their own tour, Uh, and they still couldn't even play Vegas last year. They were originally meant to be on, and yeah,
0: the Descendants replaced them again. Every time (laughs) I try to see No Effects, I get Descendants again,
3: which is not a
0: bad trait, honestly, because No Effects are notoriously uneven live band. You never know if you're going to get a good show or not. Sure.
3: Um, when they did camp anarchy, they did, uh, they explained to an eight year old what a chili chili dog was. And, um, that was, <laughs> that was something, right? Like I, I'm a mom too. So my heart kind of went out to that poor kid because I got to see him right after. So it's kind of like, fuck, you know, like why? But I also understand that they're performers, um, yeah. that they grew up in a different scene. Some people, it takes a little bit longer, uh, to kind of make that change. Um, And, you know, they're so big that they kind of don't have to if they don't want to. Um, But, you know, we look at Smelly and his sobriety. Could you imagine Smelly being at the place he was back in the 80s when he was still shooting up? Like, well, he wouldn't even be here now if that wasn't the case. (laughs) So, you know, change necessarily isn't a bad thing, but how we react to it and how we want to grow with it you know, it's really up to us how we want to do that. Um, I am personally embracing the change. Um, I've seen way too many of my friends, you know, pass away from dumb shit and watching their families get fucking just destroyed over the shit. So um, I've been sober now for 14 years myself because I was at, mm. you know, Crust Punk. <laughs> you know, I. I would say Beg,
0: begging I, for, begging for cigarettes outside the show with your dreadlocks.
3: Oh, oh yeah, it was gross. You know, like, <laughs> but, you know, what did I just put up my nose? You know, like it didn't matter at the time. So I, I'm glad yeah. I am change because look at the cool shit I get to do now. There you go. Is pale. Like, you know, old me is, I don't want to say she's a piece, piece of shit because she is a part of me, but man, I get to do some really cool really cool shit now compared to what I did back then. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride with it because I can only grow with it, but I know not everybody sees it that way. It's yeah. I just,
0: I just don't, I don't like my punk stars to be neutered. I don't like them. I don't, I like the idea of a punk rocker as a provocateur. And I think a lot of the young people are so easily offended that they don't realize that, that being the provocateur can elicit, elicit its own change by shaking up people's, kind of thought process yeah we should a lot of the 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 modern a lot of the modern young punk people are just so easily offended that they're afraid to challenge what they believe because if what you believe is worth anything it needs to be challenged you know what i mean it needs to be forged in steel not fluffy and good and good timey so but anyway I, i that's like i said that's me being old and i don't disagree really with anything you said i just you know it's 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 just a little different perspective on the yeah
3: um but yeah you listen back to sorry mom and hit the back, they took that song at a completely different, more um, direct level than any other song that you'll hear on their lineup. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I, I do think that, that the only way you can really get people to notice you is if you make a spark, um, and in some cases a bang. And I'm starting to see how bands are incorporating that bang. Um, I think they're just doing it in maybe a different way i i don't miss and i think the message is also changing but yeah um
0: it's it's hard to have any shock value at this point because it's been all kind of been done but
3: yeah we've seen it all
0: <laughs> if i if i were going to start a band right now again you know which i haven't been in a band for a number of years i think i would just wear a diaper on stage and throw my own feces at the crowd i think i'd go back full gg G. allen i think okay, that's the G. only G. way yeah. you can really stand the only way you can really stand out nowadays TT.
3: Yeah, people still go and shit on his grave. So, you know, punk There box. you go.
0: All right. I'm sorry, Terry. But this was all leading yeah, up to a song. What song are you going to play? All, this was all leading up to a song that we sprung on you that you yeah. <laughs> didn't
3: have um, so I'm going to go with Some Kind Nightmare. Uh, their song is called Threat to Them. Um, it kind of funny because we're talking about this. But, yeah, I really love them. This is more of
0: a classic. No, this is more classic punk right here. Some Kind of Nightmare, It is. Right?
3: It really is. I, fuck. I dig. It's that street punk. Uh, I really enjoyed the combination of Chai and Molly. I think the two of them together just makes such, or uh, yes, like magic. I just, I really love the combination. When I first heard this album, i completely hooked. And I'm like, how can we get them? They're very, they're very active in touring. That's, they tour all over the place. So I'm very stoked. I believe they are playing at Hell's Ohio Fest coming up in June uh, 16th, 17th. I don't know if
0: this. Yeah,
3: okay, that's the Cincinnati it, area, it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're very happy and excited to have them on because I think they're just brilliant. So yeah, "Threat to Them" is the song I picked for that one.
2: Okay. So this is let's listen to some kind of nightmare with "Threat to Them." Never- kind of nightmare there with threat to them. Now where where are they from?
3: I wanna say West Coast. Uh okay. I'm very terrible at full geography. They really they just kinda tour all over the place that it's <laughs> I'm sure they don't even know where they live half the time. <laughs>
0: at least terry's from canada she can appreciate like the size of the country because you know we talk to these european people and they i don't think they appreciate how big the united states is because Canada's the same way just sprawling so all right well so so much for our so much for our half hour terry we're well (laughs) over an hour we're well over an hour now so i'll tell you what let's uh they're from san diego there you go they're from san diego okay
4: West Coast,
0: that's band. right. I say I know the band, but I don't. I don't know them a ton. So, all right. So let's get into the details: times, places, headliners of this year's festival, and then anything else you might want to go into. We'll give you a little bit of an open forum. But uh, so, okay, the details of this year's festival.
3: Um, so, uh, Camp Pennsylvania is on September 9th, 10th, and 11th. For now. Um, What I can announce. Uh, So, our opening at our headliners are Guttermouth, The Casualties, and Get Dead. Um, You're also going to see Mephiscopheles, uh, Chaser, Some Kind Nightmare, Froggy, uh, Jukebox Romantics, Fat Chance, Racist Creamer, and so many more. Um, I could just name these off and off. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. it's going to be at the Circle Drive In, which is in Scranton, Pennsylvania, but uh, camping is sold out unless your friend already has a camping pass. If that's the case, um, we do have a section on our website, www.camppunksylvania.com. It's called, ah, help. Make sure you go on there and let us know who your friend is and where they're camping and their confirmation. And then we will send you a ticket. So you can, because camping spaces can generally hold up to four people. I believe RV spaces are up to 10 people. So if you know somebody that has a spot and you want to camp with them, great. Um, if not, if you're by yourself and you're looking to camp, unfortunately, we do have hotel options. Uh, we will be releasing our daily lineup soon. What I can tell say is that Get Ed's on Friday, uh, Casualties is on Saturday, and Guttermouth is on Sunday.
2: Okay, and from it looks like you have uh, from the UK, you got the Boston Preachers coming over, right?
3: Yeah, um, you know, we're very excited. We did want some international acts, uh, so they're not the only ones. Uh, our Darkest Days is from Canada, and Hipshot is also from Canada, and Pink's Not. I'm very excited about Pink's Not. I, Katie is amazing. She's great. Uh, they're from Manitoba. I think, really, traveling-wise, they probably are... It's 23-something hours. Um, they're in the same town as Propagandi. so they have a very similar yet very different style um so i really enjoy their songwriting i'm very excited i think i'm really excited for them so
2: okay and then i see from uh, one of our most recent interviews uh, you got doc rotten from new jersey playing yeah, oh, yeah. Uh,
3: aj style and the guys, yeah. And all them. they're fantastic uh so they were a late addition to last year's set um, after one of the bands had ex- uh, dropped due to COVID concerns, so they took their spot and they rocked it. People just thought they were fantastic, so much so that we decided to bring them back again. So um, I'm very excited to see AJ and the gang. Uh, we still talk once in a while here and there. Um, a lot of we call them our bands, but they're not our bands They're oh. I guess they're bands, but um, it's cool that we still have that connection with them. Um, I think they're just fantastic. I'm very excited for them.
4: <laughs> cool. Yeah, they're
3: right. With their new album, too, United Resist yeah. uh, back in March.
2: Yeah, we had, we, had, we had three of them on the show, and it was, uh, it was <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> talking took, took about Camp it Anarchy. It yeah, it was. It was fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was fun. funny. Guy.
0: Well, the the thing the, the oh, boy, here I go on a tangent again. The thing with Camp Anarchy, the first year I went, or was it called Punk and Drupaluk the first year? I think Punk it was called Joe Punk
3: and, Drupaluk. and Drupaluk.
0: I'm like, they call it camp anarchy, but it was literally like checking yourself into a gulag. I've never been somewhere with so many rules before. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> like, it was like, if this is anarchy, holy cow. I think that it, it was uh, insane how many rules there were. But... Uh, you guys seem like you know the byob thing and the camping thing it keeps the price down because camp anarchy was really i actually was covering it for punk news at the time so i pretty much got everything for free but it was still very you know just eating and drinking there was very expensive because you're kind of kind of stuck in there so it's nice that some of these festivals are a little more uh a little more budget friendly for the uh you know world weary punk so
3: yeah um you know it's not i want to say it's not easy uh and really, unfortunately, it's the fucking corporations that make it expensive. You know, we still have to get an ASCAP license. We still need insurance. And insurance is yeah. disgusting. I, I feel bad for anyone that wants to do something like this because the insurance will kill you. <laughs> um, maybe right out there with that because it is fucking difficult just on the insurance side of things.
0: But But you can do it, right? Because, I mean, you're you're living proof that it can be done.
3: It can be done. Uh, A lot of, you know, you got to put that elbow grease and, and, you know, Camp Camp Pennsylvania we talk about. But it's not our only show. We do have several shows throughout the year to help fundraise, um, to help pay for camp. And, you know, those costs are, yeah, everything that we make go directly into putting on camp. Because camp is our baby. We want to see our friends go together. We want to see people discover new bands. We absolutely love it. So, um, you know, as long as we're not completely destroying our bank accounts, uh, (sighs) we hope to see camp come back every year. Uh, And as long, you know, people seem to really enjoy it. We had such so much fun. Like, people became family last year. And I want to say a lot of people are coming back. This year and bringing their friends, and I'm so excited for it.
0: Excellent. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry. Actually, you know what? I'll defer to Neil here a second because I stepped on his foot feet earlier. Neil, are you, you got any more questions, or are you good?
2: No, just where can people get tickets and stuff like that if they still? Yeah, want I was going to gonna
0: say let's plug all the yep. or actually, Terry, I was going to say anything you want to plug, websites, anything like that. I'm going to give you one more chance, one more final word. And it's not very often Neil and I give up the final word, but we'll give up <laughs> the final word for you. <laughs>
3: Thank you so much. Um, If you want to purchase tickets, um, you can go to www.camppunksylvania.com. We have several ticket options available, so just make sure you go through the menu. Um, We will be announcing some really cool stuff in the next few weeks, so please make sure to Listen for that. Um, I can't unfortunately divulge just a little too much just yet, but um, there's some cool stuff in the works. We are working on this pretty much almost full time now until September. So I'm um, very excited. Uh, yeah, and if you want to check out what we do at Ride Squad Media, also go check out um, Camp Punksylvania is on Instagram. We're on Facebook, uh, both at Camp Punksylvania, but also if you want to check out Ride Squad Media for smaller shows. Also, we will have a couple pre-camp shows coming up um, if you're thinking about you want to kind of get like a, a test or maybe a sample, <laughs> a little sneak peek of some of the bands that we will be playing at camp. Um, please make sure to check out our Ride Squad Media page. We can be found at Ride Squad Media on Facebook and Instagram and also ridesquadmedia.com. Cool.
0: Excellent. And of course, you can always get a hold of us at punkdie77 at gmail punkdie podcast on Facebook and PunkTly Die podcast group for all your socializing yes. needs. I didn't say that at the beginning. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot one more time, Terry. We're going to play one more song and then we will say goodbye. Um, we'll probably want to play out with it. Neil, you think? Play out with the? Sure, that's fine.
3: Yeah. Um, so. I am going to go with Froggy.
0: Froggy. Okay.
3: okay. And I'm going to go with stupid rich boy.
0: Stupid rich boy. Okay.
3: I believe that's what it's called.
0: So these and, are this is a female this is an all female band Froggy?
3: Yeah. Uh they're still that right girl. I love that right girl. I I can listen to these ladies play all day. They're very young. Um some of their members are still I want to say in high school. Uh, so this is yeah, stupid rich boy. Um,
0: I wonder if it's an answer to like "Poor Little Rich Girl" by like Sham Sixty Nine.
2: <laughs> Somehow I don't think <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but I think they're, you know, they've done some really cool things. They did a music video that was sponsored by Seven Eleven because it was called Seven Eleven Nachos. Uh, <gasps> you know the the topics that they talk about are just. You know, I love... Tim Tim Yo
0: for Maximum Rock and Roll is rolling over in his grave right now, Neil. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, you know, they have these great songs called, like, Midwest Emo Scum. And Jimmy's song is very good, too. Uh, it's a younger, you know, they're younger. And it's cool to see them putting themselves out there. It's also cool to see kind of what the future of punk looks like. And I think these girls have it. Uh, in spades. I think they're going to be something. They work hard for this. Um, hmm. You know, it's not just going to a couple shows. These girls are putting out the grind. Their shows tend to be completely sold out uh, because they're good. They just actually released a soda line. I think it's like lemonade, like pink lemonade, froggy soda. Um, wow. so, yeah, they're really doing something um, that's completely outside the box for such a young band uh, so I'm very very excited to see what they're doing but yes please make sure they just released this song um, back in May so it's very new and they played camp last year and I can't wait to see the new stuff they're bringing out to camp this year so yes please make sure to check them out
0: so what's the song what's the froggy song you want to play
3: uh, it's going to be called Stupid Rich Boy
0: oh Stupid Rich Boy you said that already I'm sorry I yes. already did okay. Okay. alright in the meantime, all right. So I think, yeah, we'll sit, maybe say our goodbye. So thanks so much, Terry. It was a real pleasure Yeah, thank you. To you.
2: Thank you so much for coming on.
4: Yeah,
0: absolutely. When I, when I tell you it's going to be – when I tell you, oh, maybe a half hour, I guess we kind of blew through that. Like I said, it'll probably be <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so. a
3: lot. So yeah. you have, I have no, to pause. No, that's
0: right.
3: You can just cut off half oh, the Oh, no. Slice. No, it's good. It's <laughs> no, good no. we, all we, good stuff.
0: All good stuff. You know, sometimes at the beginning we say, be careful what you say because we never edit. Yeah, oh. <laughs>
2: like,
0: so, I think only once or anyway. twice
2: in the history of the show. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> I, and
0: I and I hope to. Yeah. And it, it, the stuff we edited was so vile that G, it made G.G. Allen blush. That's the only time. <laughs> we ever, but uh, anyway, it was it was nice talking to you. I hope we can meet up at listen at either either in Vegas again or at one of your festival shows or something. I hope we can I hope we can meet up again in the flesh.
3: Yeah, um, I'm going to California in November for Punk in the Park, so hopefully maybe you come out to that one too. It's going to be a great time.
0: I will check with my wife and have to look into my availability. <laughs> <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> but she does tend to be more willing to go to the shows in the nicer climate, so anyway.
4: Where are
2: we going?
0: We're not going anywhere. I'm still recording, baby. Get out of here. <laughs> you
2: see how excited she got Then That was good.
0: <laughs> exactly no we're going to i told you where we're going neil we're going to a tropical paradise Ooh. It in time? in december so anyway where, we'll talk where, about that later where are you going it's not oh, very
2: okay. it's
0: All not right. very punk rock it's, pretty, it's not very punk rock it's pretty posh but you know i work hard too and okay. I, I am allowed to have a nice thing once yeah. in a while right
4: you're a really
0: no nice you're not things <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen. All right. Thanks so much, Terry. We're going to play out with Froggy and uh yeah, and uh everybody uh what? Neil stay free.
2: Stay free, keep a little mark in your heart and uh smell you
0: later, right? Smell Tom? you later? Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, Terry. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. joy Froggy. Bye.